Oh man. Well, we we was trying to come at you live, but Big Buck didn't hit the record button, so Nick had to help me out on that. So thankfully, we got Nick here today in the studio. Well, coming at you live with your boy Big Buck. We back in the thing in the six hundred one with Nick Clep. What's happening with it, Cuz? Look, Big Dog, you doing all right? Oh, I'm doing fine, just like wine. Look, I got this new shirt. Y'all let all see. That's you know that's that after hours the weekend. Popped that out at a uh, hot topic yesterday. Got three for fifty five. That's a blessing. Go ahead. I'm down to extra large now, bro. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm getting somewhere. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm yeah. getting somewhere. Man, what's been going on since we last talked? It's been a couple weeks. Um, <clears throat> not too much. I went to uh, not a firing range, but I went to a personal buddy of mine's house and uh, practiced with my firearm. I went and saw mom and dad with Shane back at home, which was nice. So they came and saw me. Right. And uh, mom came and spent the night uh, this week, like a couple days ago. Clean the whole house. Uh -oh. I, I I don't know why, but I'm alone. Can't clean. I'm gonna come over that whole freaking house. Spotless. Come on. Oh, it was nice. Look like Cinderella about to get um, ready to go to the ball. Dude, we did everything mop. <laughs> I tell you what, we got it all done. Hey, it's all right. I need to sweep the mop too. It's been a minute. I need to sweep the mop, but hey, I just didn't got back all night, so it's just it's a little hectic right now. But it's all right. We gonna rock and roll, and we gonna get it going. Shoot, man. Uh, well, you know. This Sunday is Father's Day, man, yes. and uh, there's a lot of people in the world that got fathers as well as don't got fathers. They had to be their own fathers as well as mama. Dear mama, Tupac said, oh, yeah. mama had to be the father as well as the mama. What would you like to talk about about your father? Well, <clears throat> when I was younger, uh, it was really hard for me to emotionally connect with my daddy mm -hmm. because his father didn't with him. His father was, you know, um, abusive and wasn't there most of the time and stuff like that. And instead of letting it affect him, him acting like that, he chose the high road. And my dad, he's not, he's very stoic. He very hides his emotions. His smile, mad, and sad face is all the same. All the same. Tom Cat. I would call him Tomcat, by the Tom way. Tomcat. So anytime I'm referring to my daddy, it's Tomcat. Tomcat. I'm oh, proud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so he's always just, you know, just straight faced. And you can't ever read him. But mama can. I don't know how, but mama can. I can't ever read She's him. been with him long enough. Dude. She's been with him long enough. Hey, look, every woman can read that man that mm. she loves. But so. my goodness, if we had to read a woman, oh, unless she <laughs> yeah. wrote it in a book for us. You I can't read it. no woman because women are, cause, hey, look, women are a mystery. We'll never understand women. So we just going to say, mm-hmm, yeah, all right, yes, your baby, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. That's all we can do. Exactly, man. I remember as a kid, he didn't spank us a whole lot because uh, he worked offshore. So he was gone seven to seven. So half the time he was gone. Um, I still loved him. It was just he wasn't there, you know. Right. He wasn't. Front. He wasn't there in the like. He was in the picture, but he wasn't there when he needed to be. Yeah. To like, might have missed a couple birthdays, yeah. a couple football, baseball like games, that. a lot of family events, and you know, um, I can I can feel that man because at the same time, you know, we from different places, but. Mm -hmm. every, that happens all around the world. There's sometimes where fathers don't pick up where they should have or they're trying to work to provide for the family. And sometimes mm -hmm. that work does get in the way. That was his thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and and it's hard. It's, it's a hard balance. Mm -hmm. It's it's, it's kind of hard to find that equilibrium, you know. But I can understand what you're going through, man, yeah. because I went through the same thing. Uh, my sisters, they always try to say, oh, well, dad was there, dad was there. And I was like, well, I can tell you this. I can remember probably like, maybe three, three or five times 
in my life where like dad was probably like really there in the picture. Mm -hmm. Maybe he can, he came and picked me up a few times, took me to the city. You know, yeah. we called New Orleans the city. Oh, yeah. Oh, Nolens. Oh, Nolens. <laughs> but no, I can remember him picking me up sometimes and going place to place. But the main thing was I really wanted that interaction with him. Yeah. Every time that we he picked me up, it was more of him taking me to a cousin's house or maybe one of his friend's mm -hmm. house that said that was my relative. But that's not what I wanted. I wanted that father-son time. Right. And it was sometimes where he wanted to like go fishing or whatnot. But I was just like, nah, I don't think that's what I want to do. That just wasn't my, my kind of interaction, you know. I think he knew I liked wrestling. He knew I liked wrestling. And, uh, man, I just lost my dad. Uh, it'll be a year once I think Ida came through in August. I think that's when it came through. I really can't remember because hurricane season gets crazy and tornadoes and brrr. But uh, it'll be a year, I think, around August since he's been gone. And I don't have no resentment towards the man. Now, I wish he would have done a better job as a father. But you know what? Look at me now. I'm doing the best that I can, and that's all I can ever do, you know? Because even though he might have failed at some parts, I picked up the pieces and I kept on going. Yeah. And that's the main thing that you got to do. Yeah. You know, uh, like you said, your grandfather wasn't the best with his father, with, with your father. But whenever it comes time for you to have children that the Lord blesses you with, mm -hmm. then you can pick up those pieces that they left behind. Oh, yeah. It's funny because when I was young, when I was, you know, I guess naive. Uh, uh, father to me looked like what you see on TV and what you see other kids' daddies have, this mm -hmm. and that. And then when I hit about 15, 16, so I realized what money and responsibility was and obligations and uh, being irresponsible with them, <laughs> I realized the money my daddy was making, I was like, if he's making this much money, why aren't we, you know? Right, why don't we, we have, have more? Why can't we go here? Yeah, it, it, Why it ain't took, we got these nice things? Thank you, yeah. <laughs> and, and it hit me, I was like, they've been going... There's so much simply because of where they started. So mama was 17, daddy was 19, and I was born when they both were a year later, so 18 and 20. And they had a rocky start to, at the relationship first, and they fought hard. And I think my dad literally picked up everything and left. And for 18 years, uh, he worked offshore. But even though he probably didn't want to at first, he went out there and he started from just nothing. And then when he retired, he was a driller. And so there wasn't many people above him. And... <sighs> He never really got angry at us. I think he whooped us just a handful of times. Right. Um, and one day, only dad was ever scared of my father. Um, he came into Matthew's room, my younger brother, and Matthew was a hellion. <laughs> no, not that. that. No, dude, I'm telling you right now, you better be glad I wasn't any older than I was. I'd have beat that boy back in blue. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The boy was a hellion. So daddy come in there one time, and he just could not take Matthew's crap anymore. But instead of actually hitting Matthew or doing anything to Matthew or me, he took a hammer and he put a hole through the floor that he pays for. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And he put a hole through it. And he looked up at Matthew and he just dropped the hammer. And I'm like, I got my room locked and done. I was like, uh-uh, not me. He said, not me. Not this me. Not today. Not today. And so my daddy, he, and I just saw it in his eyes. And after that day, I don't think my daddy was like, ever raised his hand to either one of us. Simply because he wanted to let us know. He was like, I'm telling you right now, you have it a thousand times better than I did. Right. He goes, I will not hurt you. I will not put my hands on you anymore. He said, you have to learn on your own. Right. 
And I was like, from then on, I've had that approach as far as, you know, being a father figure or being a role model to somebody. And what I'm going to do to my kids is you don't necessarily have to put your hands on somebody for them to understand, like, look, like, I mean business. You right. Know? 100%. You're correct. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I say, I tell people all this time, you know, we growing up in the age where you go to school, you don't get no whooping. No. You don't, man. That's when, ridiculous. When I went to elementary school, you had uh, ass up in class. Mm -hmm. You getting that ass whipped. Mm -hmm. Hashtag Miss Joy. Miss Joy gonna whip that butt. Miss <laughs> Joy Moore gonna whip that butt. She said she got that paddle. She asked everybody in the hall, if her paddle broke, she gonna go find another paddle to spank you. Mm -hmm. I promise you, Miss Joy gonna get it done. And then mm -hmm. all them babies gonna come back in there crying. <laughs> Look like that emoji y'all like to use on Snapchat. But that's 100% correct, though. You know, nowadays, uh, we growing up where kids don't get spanked or really mm -hmm. disciplined anymore like we used to as well as our fathers and grandparents do. Yeah. And there are definitely, I guess you would say, limitations to discipline where you don't have to go above and beyond as where some people like actually putting the hands on you. But I am a firm believer in disciplining as well as with that belt you know mm -hmm. because uh it is definitely hard for a mother to raise a child because my mom she raised not only me but my brother and we we're both 10 years apart and my mom she was a teacher from 86 all the way to 04 uh so you know that like up in the kentwood tennis Road parish mm -hmm. community that was a long time you know just to be traveling from Chesbro to kentwood high school uh, Sumner High. Is that how you say it? Chessbro? Yeah, Chessbro. We call it cheese, bro. Uh -oh. Yeah, they got the cheese touch. Is it not? Is it not uh, pronounced as Chessbro? What you call? What did I say? You said Chessbro. I say Chessbro. You said C H E Z B R O. You said Chessbro. <laughs> well, Chessbro. That's what we call it. Chessbro. Chessbro. Chess I bet you everybody know it. Yeah, they pro I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've been saying it like five, ten, five, it, four, five times. Everybody in Kim would say, cheese, bro, chess, bro. Like, go on over around the corner by chess, bro. They ain't got nothing over there. Mm -hmm. But nah, ch ch chess, bro, all right. They ain't too bad. I met some nice I hate to interrupt you. I'm so sorry. Keep going. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. No. You got me with that. <laughs> chess, bro. Cheese, bro. Chess, bro. <laughs> I'm saying cheese, bro now. <laughs> Hey, look, I'm telling you, they got the cheese touch. They got the cheese touch like off the diary of a whippy kid. Smell a little funky. I don't think nobody from Chessboro watching this. I don't know. They might do, but hey. They, they, they got Wi-Fi out there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> out there in them sticks. Dude, Mount Hermon. Isn't there Mount Hermon out there or Mount Vernon? They do got Mount Hermon out there. Mount Hermon. But that's in Washington Parish. That's where they yeah, get them watermelons yeah, yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That's the way I head to Franklinton if I'm in Kenwood or yeah. if I'm in... If I'm in uh, Osaka, I just head down the state line and cut down, and then hit the same the highway that comes right into where it forks at the school right there. Right. Cut left. Turn left. Like a NASCAR race. Left. <laughs> left. Like Blade McDaniel up in that NASCAR pit stop. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, Blade McDaniel. I'm ready to see him race. Dude, I've been here the whole time. Every time they're racing, I can't get over there. I, I know. I told him, I said, boy, next time you racing, you better send me, send me the date like, in advance, like yeah. whenever I'm off, so I can go. Being a being a single parent mom, that's definitely hard for her, and as well as like I said, not just raising me, but raising my brother. Uh, we're ten years apart, and on a teacher's salary, you know, teachers do not make the most at all. As well as they definitely didn't back then in the eighties, nineties, and early two thousands. You know, they was not getting they they weren't getting their appreciation, and some of them they still don't today. But y'all y'all give a 
Hand clap out to the single mamas out there. Yes, indeed. Y'all give them out because, you know, something like I said, sometimes mamas had to play both roles, you know. They had to put food on the table, had to tutor the kids, had to study with the kids. They had to make sure that the kids had everything mm -hmm. they needed to do to get to school and to be better so that they wouldn't have to struggle like right. how they struggle. Because even though, like you said, your dad was wanting to let y'all know that y'all had it way better than a lot of other people. And then it, it might didn't look like it to us yeah. because we were young, naive, yeah. and we didn't when know any better. But yeah. when you get older, you said, oh, man. Mama and daddy, they really sacrificed this yeah. or that. Even though we didn't have the Wii, we didn't have the PlayStation 3, we didn't get to have the Wii Fit Sports, we didn't I have didn't the Super the Wii Fit Sports. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when the Wii came out and I was just like, no, that is not something I want. I love the Wii now. No, I, I still don't like the Wii. I'll just, yeah, I'll just I, flick my wrist. No, no, there ain't no flicking of the wrist for Buck. I don't like all that. No, I don't like all that. They, uh, Hunter Hayden had a Wii. That's the first person I ever knew that had a Wii. Mm -hmm. Hunter Hayden. Uh, shout out to him and Draylon. They, they some good parents out there. They got them two kids, them Dollins. But no, uh, Hunter had a Wii. I think he had like Mario Olympics on that thing. Yeah, it, it, it was like... Oh, what is Mario versus Sonic? Like Olympics? I think, yeah. yeah, it might have been something like that. Yeah. I, I wasn't that good at it. I wasn't that, I didn't, got to play it. So I didn't get to play. Me either. Well, I didn't really want to play. I wanted to uh, go out and go, go jump on hay bales outside of this house. Yeah. <laughs> His daddy be out there on a tractor and making oh. hay bales. Well, I'd be jumping on hay bales. Um, or, you come back in itching. What's for dinner? Right. <laughs> oh, Don. Don and Danny, they say, boy, that boy sure can't eat. Yeah, I sure can. <laughs> hey, but you know what? I enjoyed those times. Oh, though. yeah. And, uh, you know, Every family, they go through their ups and downs, but just know you just got to keep pushing on. No matter if y'all's fathers are there or isn't there, you just have to do what's best for you. You know, uh, sometimes it does. It, you get down in the mood. You get like, why isn't my dad here? Does he not love me? Does he not care for me? Well, it's not that. Like most of the time, as Nick said, it's really more of a, I guess you would say, a family thing because his dad didn't do it to him and so on and so on. It's kind of like that post-traumatic trauma, you know. Uh, sometimes you just, it's like a continuous cycle. And if it never gets fixed, it's just going to be a continuous cycle. Yeah. If you can't never break that cycle and that chain, and it just, it gets bad, bro. Yeah, understandable. And uh, not trying to like, down talking my dad. Oh no, no, it, no. It's and, and and that's one thing. We're not we're not down talking nobody's daddy. We're not down talking our daddies. It's the thing of learning from what they went through, mm -hmm. where they were, where they overachieved and where they failed at, so that we as young adults can be better. Mm -hmm. That we can be better. Because they do bad, they did good as well as we do today. Mm -hmm. And like me and Nick, we ain't no fathers for sure. I mean, there might be a couple people say Uncle Buck, Uncle Nick, but that's that's about it. That that that, that we father figures to people, you know. We fatherly figures. We ain't no daddies yet. The Lord mm -hmm. ain't blessed us yet. 
But whenever that time comes, we're going to yeah. do it right. We're going to do what's capable of us. Yes, sir. And if we feel like we don't know what to do, we're going to go ask the Lord. He's going he to help there you. you. He's going to help you for sure. Oh, I can't wait to have kids, bro. I walk up and they're like, I'm the baby. I'm the baby. I'm the baby. <laughs> that damn, that damn, Everybody that, that ain't my baby, boss. <laughs> <laughs> we was talking. We was uh, we was watching the Players Club. Me and my, my friend yeah. T Pope the other day. And sure enough, I was. He was like, "Man, Big Buck, I miss Bernie Mac." I said, "Bro, Bernie oh. Mac, died, Bernie Mac died too young." Absolutely. <laughs> fathers that aren't fathers, father figures, right. and, and role models and leaders. I've got like. In in my mind, in my heart, uh, I for sure have two um, that have just always been there for me, as well as like mothers that aren't mine. Mm -hmm. So like Randall's mama, right. Mama Pam. Mm -hmm. We literally called her Mama Pam. Mama Pam. I, when I did, that's what I, that's what I addressed her as everyone else. I just called her Mama when I saw her. Right. I didn't call her anything else but Mom. Right. And whenever her and my mom were together, I had to say Mama Nikki, Mama Pam, or they didn't know who I was talking to. <laughs> and same thing with like father figures is. There was a few that I literally just called, what's up, Dad? Or, like, what's up, Pop? Right. That's it. And because even though they're not my father, biologically, I can see the work they're putting in, the love that they show, uh, the effort and the responsibilities that they carry. And the old school man, you know, carried a lot on their shoulders, so much so that a lot of men did not live up to that expectation. And that's what caused, I think, this generation of mothers that were just by themselves, and even fathers that were by themselves, because women didn't want them because of how they acted. Right. Because they were just so hardcore and like, why don't you tell me how you feel? Why don't you ever cry? Why don't you ever want to go to these things? Why don't you ever want to do this? It's because the responsibility of men has been going up and up and up and up. And, you know, and I'm all for equality. And, and more importantly, I'm all for equity in some senses um, for women and men to share the load. Right. Because in the Bible, it says, be my help me. You're supposed to help me. Right. Help me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, as a man, there's responsibilities, you know, my pride wants me to take care of, and there's also things I know I need to let go. I need to let my wife handle. I need to let my friends help me with, you know, there's things, like, I need to be able to let go. And in this generation, I hope our age of cats will learn to understand that telling people how you feel don't make you weak. No, it don't. It could save your life. It could save other people's lives. Right. It, it could mean the world to somebody. Right. Simply because, because they opened up one time. Exactly. Because you opening up opens the door for so many others. Mm -hmm. Because so, you're not the only one going through that trial mm -hmm. and tribulation and that obstacle. Somebody else down the road, around the country, might be right down the street. Sure enough, they're going through the same thing yeah. you're going through. Or in your household. Right. But... Nobody is opening it up about mm -hmm. the situation, so it just stays, yeah, so secluded as well as I'm, I'm forgetting the word besides secluded, but detained. I guess yeah. you'd say detached. The, yeah. Those feelings stay detached and isolated. Yeah, they isolated. It, it just everyone just stays secluded and isolated from the whole situation, from the topic itself, and so that's just never good. Mm -hmm. But you're 100% correct. I really do hope that uh, it does. And it's funny that you said that about feelings. I worked at Channel Control. Like I told you, that's not the place to work. At eight and a quarter, uh -huh. 2020, that ain't, the, that ain't the spot. That ain't the work. Man, I tell you, they gave a woman a, a certificate for being there for 15 years. She still worked on the assembly line. 
15, 19 years, I think, said, here you go, congratulations. And I said, baby, no, you wildin'. But no, uh, there was this one dude named Fly Guy. And we'd be like, what's happening, Fly Guy? And Fly Guy be like, well, nothing much. Fly Guy, he definitely seemed like one of them old brothers that had been locked up for a little minute, you know? Yeah. And so, because uh, he surely talked about, he said, Man, you got some of them zuzus and zang zangs and stuff like that. And I was like, what's all that? And he said, that's what we called it up in the yard. And I said, okay. So he was just talking about snacks and candies and stuff. UUs and yahas and zing zangs. And that man was coming up with all types of stuff. But to the whole point of what we talking, what I'm talking about, fly guy, you said about feelings and emotions. And he said, feelings? Men ain't got no feelings. The women got feelings and emotions. And I was like, uh, no, that's not true. Because, I mean, you feel happy, don't you? You do feel sad at some time. Mm-hmm. You get mad. You get mad. You get angry. But, see, that's the thing. A lot of older generation people want to conceal that emotion because they don't want to show weakness, mm-hmm. which, like we said, it's not a weakness. It's just, I guess that's it's just that generational yeah. thing where, they just didn't do that. Yeah. Uh, they th- that's how that's how mom and dad or whoever they looked up to in life said this is how a man's supposed to be. Yeah. But that ain't really always true. There's nothing wrong with a man crying because Big Buck does cry from time to time. You know, like this shirt on weekend, he bleeding, but Big Buck be crying tears sometimes, lonely teardrops. <laughs> but no, uh, it. It, it does. It, it, there's nothing wrong with showing emotion because, trust right. me, uh, it takes a true man to cry as well as to open up to somebody. But how you mentioned uh, father father figures as well as mother figures that played that role, man, oof, man, I got there, 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 there's too many for me besides my mom. Like I say, but but my my mom's top tier. Like yeah. like she about she she above the folk, the, the camera. You, look, I can't even get no higher because I'm just short. Yeah. I got you, but, Oh, it's up there. It's up there like Dr. J. Bam! Put the arm in the rim like Vince Carter. But no, mama, mama Buck, she just, she went above and beyond, you know. Mama, she'd always tell me, she said, boy, why don't you just stay still? You always want to go here. You always want to go there. I was like, well, I'm bored. I want something to do. Yeah. But sure enough, I understood. I, I didn't understand at that time, but I came to realize, like, you know, you can't just be going anywhere and everywhere when you want to just because you want to mm-hmm. because that's just not the way the world reflects and rotates. But my mom, I would say my mom my mom is the best. Uh, no, no other mom above her just because that's my mom. Uh, yeah. So shout out to old Carolyn Yvonne Buckley. Uh-huh. I said the whole name. That's how much special you is. That's how much special you is. That's that English grammar we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, man, shout out to uh, oh, Rachel Buckley. Go ahead, go to the white side, not the black side Buckley, but the white side Buckley. She she put me on some of that white gravy as a young child. I had never had white gravy until I went over to her house. What? Oh, yeah, I never had it, man. Why do you think I got this big, <laughs> Mama been cooking that since day one. Shoot, Rachel Buckley, she she whipped up that uh that white gravy. And I said, "Oh, that's the good. Go ahead, yeah. fix me some more." Rachel Buckley, I would say, um, her her husband, uh, Trey, as well as her, her his brother Trinity. Because I mean, I remember when I I think it must have been Kalen's eighth eighth birthday party, mm-hmm. his eight eight year old birthday party. 
and he invited me over and I couldn't swim. But sure enough, everybody was like, before you leave here, you're going to learn how to swim. And I started out learning to swim up in the pool. And then sure enough, Mike McKelvin, I don't know if all y'all remember this, because I know it was like Trey Trinity and Mike McKelvin all out there. And they was like, boy, you looking in that water, you going to jump in? We weren't talking about the pool. We was talking about the pond then. Sure enough, you looking in that water, you going to jump? I said, nah, I can't see down there. Sure enough, Mike McKelvin throw me in that water. And I said, oh, I'm going to tell my mama on you, Mr. Mike. He said, go ahead and tell her because you're going to learn how to swim today. And I'll show you. I learned how to swim oh, in yeah. that pond. And every day after that, I sure enough ran to the pond and say, forget the pool. Let's go swimming in the pond. Let's yeah, go swimming in the pond. Yeah. Man, uh, John McKelvin, but shout out to old Coach John because, I mean, Coach John, he was uh, – there, there, there wasn't just a time where Coach John was coming to me before or after or during a football game be like, all right, Buckley, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. Talking to me. There was tons of times where I would just come to Coach John's house and I don't even just, besides calling him Coach John, I call him Uncle John, you know, that we just family. He coached me in football from what I think about third grade till about fifth, as well as me and his kids, as well as his nephews, played ball together all the way until about high school. So we just, and we lived right down the road from each other. We was just like a big family out there on a dollar roll. And so he, and he, he just always gives you a good life lesson about, no matter if it's sports, life, uh, politics, whatever it yeah. may be. Coach John, Uncle John, shout out to you, man. Working on working on them poles, bro. Working on them AT&T poles, man. He, that's a hard job in this hot heat. I hope you're staying cool, buddy. Hope you're staying cool. Yeah. Man. Uh, I, I, the, the list could go on because there's just so many. That, that's and, why I didn't start. I'd be here all day. <laughs> like, I, I tell people all the time, you know, uh, superheroes, they, they'd be like, who's your favorite superhero? Man, you just don't know. We humans are superheroes from time to time because we go above and beyond doing things that we don't have to, you know. Uh, I'm sure Nick, you the same way. There's tons of things that you didn't want to do, but you sure enough did for somebody, even though they might didn't help you out when you needed it, but you still yeah. did it just because that was the nice thing to do, mm -hmm. as well as you just wanted to be courteous and sincere, you know. Yeah. And that's just the way it goes sometimes, you know. Well, it's funny because there's so many people that I look up to, but not everybody can get it right, you know. Oh, no, and can't. It's funny because I think this new generation of father that we're going to be looking at here soon is men that are in touch with their emotions, how they feel, and what they're going through, like the weight they carry, but also able to keep it in check, mm -hmm. not crying at every moment, waking moment or whatever, right. and not always just, oh, I don't feel like going to do anything today, and then the next day, you know, being bipolar and whatnot, and going back on what you're saying, I think... There's no way you can be perfect, you know, but to be who you want to be, the more you dwell in your emotions, the more you dwell in your emotions and the more you express yourselves and work through things and work with your children, work with your wife, work with your friends and really try to stay consistent on who you want to be. Uh, then I think whenever something happens, you're cool, calm and collected. I think you'll understand just naturally how to work with it. Um, you know, we all have a fight or flight response mm -hmm. and most people think it's just when like there's an emergency or danger that your body naturally acts. If you put yourself in situations like that at in, at multiple levels, 
your body will naturally react. Your parasympathetic and your brain will naturally react to multiple different situations. Like when I'm at work, uh, when something happens that involves a child, I go into a certain mode and I operate on that level and never let it rot. Don't I'll ever let myself get upset. Right. And when there's a fight involved, I up that level and I stay on that level. Do not come down. Do not go up. Stay open. Stay, you know, I stay at that level and I operate there. Because I've handled it for over a year and a half constantly, constantly. Right. And so my daddy told me something like that. Because when he worked offshore, he told me, I asked him, I was like, so I, when do blowouts happen? Oh, they happen all the time. What? And he was like, yeah, they happen a good bit. And now, not the big fire ones you're thinking about. Like when oil and mud come back up, there's too much pressure. And they do the let off and all the oil shit at the top. Mm. That happens a good bit. Right. You know, especially the mud on the deck. Like it happens. But like when my uncle, my uncle died to BP oil spill. He was one of the 11 that passed away. That was my dad's half brother. But they grew up together, so it's my dad's brother. Right. And he said stuff like that rarely happens. He said the only reason that happened was because of some technicalities and this and that. And just freak thing happened. Right. And uh, just some freaks of nature. Yeah. And so I'm talking to my dad. My dad kind of, he said it in a way and I interpreted it differently. Um, and so if, if you operate underneath a certain amount of pressure uh you won't be able to succeed just like diamond like if diamond's not put under a lot of heat and a lot of pressure it will not crystallize and make the way it is so in life you're going to get put through a lot of pressure you're going to put through a lot of heat and if you can't handle it you need to back up you need to reevaluate and you need to go back in you cannot walk away there's only one way and it's forward right if you look back you're just losing progress. You're losing ground. One hundred percent. And so, if you got a lot of things, you need to you need to stay in. Now, on the flip side, there's always two sides to a coin. And I hate when I say something and immediately I think the opposite is because also there's some situations that people are putting themselves in. You know what I'm saying? Right. That they putting need, themselves in. Right. That they need to step back from. Exactly. And right. so that's why you need to be cautious and slow down. I know life is so short. Right. It is but a vapor and it's gone. I understand that. But sometimes you just take a second and smell the roses. And smell if it smells it. like shit, you need to back up. Because that ain't roses. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Outcast. Yes, indeed. Roses. That's a good one. If y'all ain't heard it, y'all need to check it out. Yeah, I think a lot of good fathers have that down. Make sure that you're subscribed to the Buck Bites podcast. Make sure to give us a follow as well as leave a comment and leave a review as well as give us hopefully a five star review. Hope y'all enjoying the podcast. Stay motivated and stay cultivated from the 985 to the 601 son. We love you. I hope you've all been enjoying this episode of the Father's Day podcast with Big Buck and Nick Clip on the ups and downs of being a father. I hope y'all continue to listen on part two.